Hello, 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 and welcome to the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I'm the Kamish. And I'm the Waz. And we're here today with episode 7. We're going to give every team a team name, uh, and we're going to talk with the one and only Baby Bird. Say hi. Hello, this is Andrew Warson, Holland U.S. And uh, so, weird thing, Alex is off to a slow start. What do I mean? Good question, Andy. Um, it's been 10 days since the draft. He's only at three transactions. And with a draft and a team that's that bad, it's leaving all of us wondering why. <laughs> Alright, so guys, this is the last pre-season podcast. Uh, next week is going to be our week one preview, uh, similar to what the LM notes of the past were. Uh, this year I'm going to do something different with the LM notes. We'll talk about that next week. And then also, uh, for next week's episode, if you want to have any trash talk featured on it for your week one matchup, uh, send us a script and we'll read it. Or if you want to send us a sound file, uh, we can put that in as well. So, with that underway, let's get it kicking. Andy, what do we got today? What's going on? So yeah, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we're, we're going to be going through giving the, giving the teams what we think are the more proper team names that they should have. Each of us got a couple uh, couple lined up, uh, so those will be quite interesting. Then we then we got some some uh, questions uh, from the crowd, so little peeps from the um, peanut gallery, peeps from the peanut gallery. Thanks. Yep. Uh, and then we'll we'll close it out with a little interview of our special <laughs> guest on set before he heads off to the tundra of Michigan Tech. Alright, so, for team names, I will start us off um, with a team name that we think is more appropriate for Nick. Uh, his current team name is Mr. President, and I think a more proper team name is the Trump Administration. Nick, sure, you might be the president, but no one wanted you to be. No one asked you to be. It was everyone's worst case scenario. In round one of the playoffs, we were all huge Joe fans. Bernie Sanders, am I right? In the championship, we were all on the Hillary train that is Baby Bird. Not a single person is glad you're there. We all have I voted for the other guy buttons. Your approval rating is setting record lows. Every single day is one day closer to impeachment. Hashtag not my president. Nice, Ryan. So I'm going to start off with Benson here. Um, so Benson... Uh, we're going to call your team a blast from the past. And the reason reason I came up with this one is because as I look at it, your entire team has either been on your team before or you're just copied off of Nick from last year. Case in point, Drew Brees, your team last year. Todd Gurley, Nick's team last year. LaShawn McCoy, Nick's team last year. DeAndre Hopkins, Nick's team last year. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, your team last year, Benson. Delaney Walker, Nick's team last year. Alshon Jeffrey. You're, you've had Alshon Jeffrey Benson. Yes, you have. So you know we'll see uh, if uh, if your if your pass can doesn't catch up with you, but uh, who knows? Alrighty. So I have Kyle, and I'm starting off with Kyle's team name as Team Stormy Daniels. Similar to Stormy Daniels, the only time Kyle is relevant is when he won't let a celebrity cock out of his mouth. In this case, our celebrity is Tom Brady. We can also write off Kyle's team as fake news. No one, it won't be relevant in three months. All right, the next team that I have 
is Joe Jordan, which I have, I think, aptly named 404 error, file not found. When Pat is more active in this league than you, it's a problem. Joe ghosted the draft. Joe has not made an ad drop since the draft. There's no way he's happy with the entire team that we picked for him. Joe's the guy that generally doesn't have a defense or kicker until game day. He has both. He still has Mark Ingram in his starting lineup. Hopefully Joe can find the ESPN app on his phone before kickoff on game day. Else, it's going to be a rough season for Joe Jordan. Next, we have a, a fan favorite, Alex Petrowski. The lovely name I've given your team is the non-committal ghost. Because much like your love life, you can't commit to a team long-term. We're currently taking bets on how long it takes you to cycle through your entire team either by waivers or via trading. Hopefully, one year, you can give them a championship ring. It's just a question of when. <laughs> Alrighty, so I had Sam Richards next. So, <laughs> Sam's team name is going to be Rock Bottom, a place Sam is oh so familiar with. Whether it be another bottle of whiskey the standings, or his latest romantic interest, Sam is an expert at being at the bottom of it all. I, for one, look forward to seeing how Sam will next be a bottom dweller in his life to come. Pat. What's Pat's current team name? We can look it's it up. It's got a spaceship on there, that's all. Pat's current team name is Ask Madden. Well, that's pretty good, because that's what he's going to do all season. It's what he's done every previous season, it's what he did in the draft. But I think a better team name for Pat is Silent But Deadly. Now, I am not saying that Pat's team this year is quietly good. No. His bench is trash. You all heard the, the letter. But in past seasons, Pat has been radio silent and finished well. The year that Pat won the league, I think he maybe sent three text messages total. One of them being a, ha ha, I just won the league. This year, Pat's silent but deadly tendencies are not going to be in terms of fantasy, but it's his text messages. He doesn't often respond, but so far when he has, they've been comedic gold. So Pat, keep that up. My final team name is the likes of Baby Bird. <laughs> and this year, I've given him the team name of Teenage Mutant Ninja Birds. We've watched him grow from a young child to his teenage self that he currently is. Last year... In his childish ways, he got in trouble with the law by drafting three wide receiver ones. But, because he was a child and is just too darn cute and adorable, the cops just took pity on him and even gave him two running back ones for free. Will he receive the same treatment from the fantasy gods this year? Time will tell. So, we saved the best for last, or at least I think I did. So, this is for Ryan, and it's Team Snowcow. Everyone knows her. She came in freshman year, absolute dime. Killed it her first two years getting any guy she wanted. Then, too many, one too many McDoubles later, she reached her final form, Snow Cow. Now all she can talk about is when she used to bang Sam Richards. Ryan really is the same. After two years of fantasy dominance, he's found himself a bottom feeder, only talking about when he could actually be Sam Richards. And I've eaten a lot of McDoubles. So, last... Certainly not least, <clears throat> Andy's team, which is currently named the Warson and the Waz. 
I have chosen to give it the name the Warson and the Waz. Andy, I think your team is aptly named. There are two personalities. There's the Warson, who doesn't do well in fantasy football and gets shit on. And there's the Waz, who talks a lot of shit but backs it up with his play. This is the first year I think we're really seeing the Waz. You did a lot of work in the offseason. You did a lot of research, listened to a lot of podcasts, learned a lot of statistics, etc. It's almost like you took mental steroids. Well, in real life, the Boz pushed his physical limits to be the best. He worked out all the time. And he took steroids. And what did it get him? It broke him. He flopped. He couldn't even play in the NFL anymore. And the same will happen to you. The Warson is coming. Bye-bye, Bosworth. We hate to see you go. So that was a fun segment. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, put a lot of a lot of effort in, into those. Uh, now we're gonna move on to peeps from the peanut gallery. Little peeps from the peanut gallery. We had a couple questions submitted uh, that we're gonna go over. Um, okay. So, Ryan, I think we're gonna start off with you here. Uh, this question was submitted. Curious what your thoughts are. How many games until Vikings fans realize the margin they've increased their QB ability does not equal the margin they've decreased their capital, their salary cap space? Answer, go. It's a good question. And I think it all depends on how Case Keenum does in Denver. Kirk Cousins was QB number six last year with no one around him. I, who did he have? He had Jamison Crowder. He half had a year. Half a year. He had Vernon Davis, who's 40 years old. Wide receiver one and Terrell Pryor. Wide receiver one, Terrell Pryor. He did have Terrell Pryor. That's he what I wanted to did have Terrell Pryor. That's, that's fair. I think for one game, he had Jordan Reed. He was QB6 for all that. <laughs> you remember that? I the remember Jordan the Reed. one game he had Jordan Reed. He definitely had him for that one game. So now, if you look at Kirk Cousins, he's got Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, and those are through 20, 2021, 20, I think both of them are. He's got Delvin Cook on a rookie contract. He's got Kyle Rudolph. The only positional you know, downgrade, if you can even call it that, is Kyle Rudolph from Jordan Reed. But with Rudolph likely to play two to three times as many games, that's gonna be, he's going to be in a lot better situation there. You have um, Kirk Cousins on $86 million over three years, which is about $28 million a year. And Case Keenum is currently on $36 million over two years, about $18 million a year. So it's about $10 million more. I think Cousins is well worth $10 million extra. Keenum looked good with elite talent around him. Cousin had a better year than him with, like, bottom feeder to average level talent around him. Now you take Cousins, give him that elite talent, I think he's going to just be a monster. Uh, so, Sam, it's probably not the answer that you wanted, since uh, you're a Packers fan and you're afraid of the Purple People Eaters, but uh, I think Minnesota's going to end up really happy with their decision. All right, so I'm going to give this question to both of you, and who do you think will finish last this year in our league. Andrew Warson, Holland U.S.? You're up first. You can go first. Okay. So, when it comes to uh, who's going to finish in the last place in the league, there really is no question it's Alex. That's it. It's Alex. No more to it. Waz, what you got? So, I'll go a different direction just to spice things up a little bit. I actually think Sam drafted just well enough this year to finish in the middle of the pack. So maybe around six and seven. Oh, it's going to be close. We'll we'll be on our we'll be on the edge of our seats waiting for that game. Uh, but I think the the real victim here is going to be Pat. I mean, 
I can't get over the fact that you are starting Michael Crabtree in your flex. And, again, dude, there's nobody on your bench that is even going to play for the team that they are on in the NFL. So I don't see how you could actually roster them in a fantasy football contest. So, Pat, the, the Duchess was with you for one year, and it was a shame. Really, it was a shame because it gave you a taste of the, of the sweet nectar that you should never have. And now the Casper will rightfully be yours. Okay. Baby Bird, question for you. How many games do you think the Lions will win this year? Uh, 16. Wow. That is a bold take. Yep. Don't see a scenario where they could lose one. Wow. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, all right. Waz. Yeah. Sam claims. Okay. We didn't fully answer his question last week, so I'm going to re-ask it. Okay. How pissed will the rest of the league be when, when, when Sam makes playoffs? Okay, so and I believe your response was, we won't, or he won't. He won't make it. Next question. Was exactly, it was the response. So, you know, Sam, maybe he just said it too fast. What Ryan really meant was that you're not going to make playoffs, so we don't have to worry about being pissed at you. Um, it's kind of an if-so facto. Uh, you have to actually make playoffs for us to be pissed at you. And so because that's not going to happen, people aren't going to be pissed. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Do you guys have any more questions? I'm good. I don't have anything. All right. We got one more, uh, which came in from Alex. And uh, I think I'll be the one to answer it because you'll see why. Alex wonders, what hurts worse? Child labor, being kicked in the balls, or being the Casper? And as the only one of the three of us with the misery of being the Casper, I wanted to take this one for the team. So, I'll answer it like this. No man has ever wanted to be kicked in the nuts, let alone experience it again, and again, and again. Women have a kid, and they decide, let's have another. Let's have a third. Let's have a fourth. Show me the guy that says, kick me in the balls for a fourth time. I don't think you'll find one. Therefore, I think, obviously, being kicked in the balls is much worse than childbirth. So, now we have it between kicked in the balls and being the Casper. Between the two of those, I think being kicked in the balls is a more immense pain. But it's over real quick. Being the Casper, it's like a disease. It's just lingering. It's pain all the time. It's a pit of depression. You go to bed, you can't fall asleep. All you can picture is the Casper. You wake up, it's still there. It's constant despair never goes away, and it never gets easier. My only hope is that after this year, I won't be the Casper. But even then, it'll still be there in the back of my mind, haunting me, that in 2017, I was the Casper. And that's something, much like AIDS, that will never go away. So that's the peeps from the peanut gallery. Now, we're going to uh, give Baby Bird a chance to uh, kind of strut his feathers, do a little talking. So, Baby Bird, uh, Let's just start off by, why don't you tell us about what you expected from the league and kind of how the first year went and how it matched up with that. Well, after one year, I definitely expected the people who told me that they were good to be good, and they weren't. So that was really disappointing. Especially after the third time I beat that one guy. I don't remember who he is, but I just looked at his team every week, and he had three running back ones, two wide receiver ones. Tight end one, uh, quarterback one, 
I'm pretty sure his kicker was top 10 too. But, um, yeah, he just never showed up every week. So it just kind of got boring after a while, just strutting my way into the playoffs. And then all of a sudden I got run the fuck over by Todd Gurley. And that's pretty much my experience through the first year. All right, Andy, I think you have some questions for him. Yeah, so just just a little back and forth here. Um, after, you know, you, you had your first year, um, similar to last year, how you picked three wide receiver ones right away. Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Terrell Pryor. We've, Terrell we've, Pryor, baby. We've hit that consistently. Yet only one turned into a wide receiver one, one turned into a back-end wide receiver two, and the other was a dumpster fire as, dumpster, as big as dumpster fires get. So, this year, you went the exact opposite, and you drafted three running back ones right, up, right away. Ezekiel Elliott, Jarek McKinnon, and Joe Mixon. I want you to give me the same order that they're going to finish as your wide receivers did this past year, and why. So, give us a running back one, uh, basically running back two, and your dumpster fire. Dumpster, dumpster fires. fires. What's most likely, in your opinion? They all suck. Ronald Jones finishes as my number one running back. Bold take. Bold take. Hot That's takes. Hot takes. His ass is on fire over here. <coughs> Okay, all right. So, my, my, my next question for you is, is, what's the frozen tundra of Michigan Tech? You're going out there t- in two days to be cast off into the... Land of the snow cows. With nothing to do at Michigan Tech. Except drink beer, go to class maybe, and watch the snow cows. How is that going to affect your fantasy performance this year? Well... Similar to uh, Le'Veon Bell, no one actually knows when I'm going to report to camp. And by camp, I mean the actual concentration camp that is Michigan Tech. But you know, as soon as I get there, I'm a plug-and-play running back one for the rest of the season. So, don't worry, I'll be back just as good as ever. Okay, you got anything else? I'm good. You got anything else? Thank you for finally having me on here. I know it was a long, long wait, but it's been worth it. Yeah, we finally found the time. Finally found the time. Um, so, I think that's uh, all we have for today. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. sign us off. I'm the Kamish. And I'm the Wasp. And I'm Andrew Warson Holland, U.S. All right, so, uh, just kidding. I have it in that we have a letter to a league mate. This week's letter goes out to a little bird. You might know him as Matt Thompson. Or maybe as Baby Bird. You may find it odd that his team name is idolizing Andrew Warson, and so do I. Last year, the early bird found the worm with Kamara and Kareem Hunt. But every baby bird has to leave its nest. Mama Bird isn't going to get you free RB1s this year. Which leads me back to the weird idolization of Mr. Mediocre himself, Andy Warson. He has never finished above four. He averages a sixth place finish. Is this what Baby Bird values? No one gets this recent obsession, but what you look up to is ultimately what you become. So Baby Bird, enjoy mediocrity. Enjoy finishing somewhere between fourth and eighth. And enjoy your one-sided obsession with this show's very own Andrew Warson, Holland, US. Thanks for that, Ryan. Yeah. So uh, Andy, when was your last championship? We'll see you guys next week.